Hey y'all, this is the devil. Satan, Prince of Darkness. Welcome to Hell Tonight Live with Dick Nixon. The only show in the underworld where you get the behind the scenes gossip about the celebrities that are down here. And you get to listen to Dick Nixon talk to him. Let's take it away, Dick. Alright, anyway, Helen, I mean, what I was... Uh, what I'm seeing here is that these people, they're getting tattoos like on the yeah. inside of their lips, you know? And I, I, I think, you know, here I am in hell. I'm already dead. By God, why yeah. not me? You know, so it's yeah. like, what do Ms. I get? Like a, like a sunny side up Mr. egg or like a pencil sharpener? You know, oh, like, oh, I see. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, hey there. It's uh, Hell Tonight Live with Dick Nixon. I'm your host, Dick Nixon. And wow, wow, we, we are we are happy to, to, to have you here on, on the show. And, uh. I, I'd like to introduce you, uh, you heard him up top, but my co-host, Satan the Devil. Hi, Richard. Uh, so great to be here. It's good to, it's good to have you here, as always, you know, and we're, uh, here, uh, want, want to let you know, uh, we have, uh, we've made it, uh, on the, uh, the, uh, podcast version that goes out to the people that's still alive. This is the second episode. We have made episode two. So I just want to uh, let people know for the uh, the tally there at home. For those of you that wanted to know if on the last uh, episode I was good enough to get into purgatory, I was not. I still nope. remain down here in hell having to do shows. That's right. Didn't think you're going to get off that easy, did you? <laughs> I was hoping. I was very sincerely hoping that I was no longer. Gonna well, that's that. part of the torture. Yeah. I mean, we like to build up. Uh, your expectations and your and your hopes as much as we can, and then we just crush them. All right, all right. So, so what's what what you're saying is that that uh, I I as likely will not uh, be sent to purgatory on this episode or, or many future episodes, but I'll 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 still feel the hopefulness. Oh, it's a, I mean, there's a distinct possibility you yeah. could get out after this one. Yeah. Is oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really true. Yeah. Do you mean it? Oh yeah! Oh, my goodness! Well, now, now I feel a lot better. I feel, I feel, well, oh wait a minute! You're not trying to trick me or anything, are you? I mean, no. Come on. Yeah. Would I do that? Would I do that? That's a good point. That's a really. Did I do point. that? Oh no! No. Uh, well, you did last time, actually, and uh, probably many times before with various other people. So, uh, but still, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling hopeful. Uh, why the heck not? You know, let's uh, let's uh, live or be dead for today. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, what your torture's been over the last couple of weeks since the last show. I mean, oh, okay, um, yeah. I kind of gave fun. a little teaser there, but you've been watching '90s sitcoms. Yes, that's part of your torture. I've been I've been watching lots and lots of '90s sitcoms. You know, and that that's been awful. You know, I I died in the early '90s, and and uh, mm-hmm. as I was older, I didn't really watch a lot of television. But man, am I glad I missed that up there, and not very glad I didn't have to. Uh, I had to watch it down here. You know, it's pretty uh, pretty upsetting. They're all uh, they're uh, rote and formulaic, and they're just uh, they're just a bunch of crap, you know. There we are, and it's uh, it's really uh, torturous of me. There it is, Dick Nixon weighing in definitively on '90s sitcoms. If anybody ever was interested in that, even even though you were a president who betrayed his nation, I have to think just to have the will and the drive to become a politician to represent the people of America, it must just really grind your gears. That the nation that you fought so hard and worked so hard for then resulted up in making hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yes, yes, exactly. That was really a very low point for me. I mean, I, I thought uh, I, I got to live to see the defeat of the Soviet Empire, mm-hmm. communism, uh, communism in the world de- definitively defeated uh, by by uh, by freedom, 
and uh, and there we are with hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's what we do with it, you know. I just I almost killed myself then, you know. But uh, glad I didn't. I had a few more precious hours on Earth before I ended up here, and now here we are forever. You know, by God. Yeah. There we are. yeah. And I wanted to kind of save this to torture you later, but I might as well say it now. Boy Meets World's been rebooted. What? It's back. What? Yep. No. Yeah. What? There. The American. Pit. Wait, the American but, people, by demand, have brought Boy Meets World back into the back but, into the pantheon. But but Ben Savage, he's too old. Is that, how does I that mean, work? the ri- the writers make it work, you oh know. My God, that is just well. I, I I'm so depressed. I don't even care if I get into purgatory now. My God, what a what a nightmare that is. What a shit show they must be doing up there. But hey, on the bright side, it can't be any worse than a shit show that my existence is down here in hell. And speaking of uh, shit show existences, as we all have, I do want to introduce, I was talking to her earlier, our producer, Helen Keller. Hi there, Helen. How you doing? Hi, good morning. Hey, all right. Hello, so, Helen. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I really like the Chia Pet that you gave me to water endlessly and never have it grow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. So it's, it's just like a pot. It's just... Is it, well, it's in the shape of a little pig. Oh, well, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. Which I'd never seen a pig before, so right, right. that was nice. For, for those of you just turning it, tuning in, uh, Helen uh, has regained all of her senses uh, here in Hell as Punishment and also got a double sense of smell, two senses of smell, uh, because uh, the scents here, down here are invariably uh, terrible. So that's just uh, for yeah. people listening in. You know? Just real bad. Every yeah. breath is pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, it is for everyone. You know, we're all down there. And I... I thought I'd be helpful to the listener, let them know uh, about things. I'm a, I'm a good Samaritan, letting them know that uh, things are going well, so that ought to go into my you know, there. I see what you're doing, but uh, too forced, too forced, not going to count against your points. All right, all right, well. Uh, I did want to mention, though, I was kind of proud of this one. Uh, we installed a Parmesan cheese pillow in uh, Helen's bed this, this week. I thought that was a nice piece of oh, scent well, torture. That must be awful. I haven't slept a wink. It's it's terrible. Oh wow! And and the and the, the smell and the insomnia and the and the whole damn thing. And I only have the one sense of smell, but with two of them, that when you're on the cheese and everything, my God, that's just weird. She, to this point, she's been sleeping without a pillow, so it was also it was kind of a double torture because she thought it was going to get better that she got a pillow, but then it smelled like Parmesan cheese, oh, and you can't even eat it. It's like. Because, I mean, you might think, Matt, I could just eat the Parmesan cheese and then I wouldn't have to smell it no more. But it's actually, like, buried, like, within the fibers of the pillow. So if you oh. eat it, you're basically eating your pillow. Right, wow. Well, and I tried to scratch <clears throat> it out last night, but when you do that, it's like a scratch and sniff. The the smell just gets mm-hmm. worse. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's wow. no winning with Satan. No, there's no winning with Satan at all. I mean, I... I... As a as a kind of a, a Machiavellian uh, uh, fellow myself up there, I, I gotta say I, I do uh, I do admire the uh, the craft and the ingenuity. Uh, it's, it's really thank good you. Stuff. That's, a, that's a very nice of you to say. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm uh, I'm saying nice things to you. I'm giving you compliments. You know, there we go. Being being a, being a good fellow there. Uh, that's all. That's all I'll say on on that subject because right now uh, I would like to introduce uh, the first guest here. And uh, uh, we're we're real happy to have her on the show here. Well, I'm not happy because I'm terrified of women. You know, we'll get into that later. But uh, Satan, you want to introduce her here? Sure, everybody. Please put your hands together for Miss Lizzie Borden. Hi, hello. Great to be here. Hi, Lizzie. Lizzie. How how are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right, considering. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah, fellow American here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Good. We got we got we got some Americans here on the show. Satan, I don't know what nationality you are. I guess just kind of. Uh, 
amorphous evil. Uh, I'm from Thailand. Oh, oh, gotcha. Well, when I was around, it was called Suriname. Oh, gotcha. I see. But Thailand. All right, all right. Well, we got we got three Americans and one Thai here. So, but uh, it's good to say. How how are you holding up in hell here? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a new experience for me. I. Uh, um... One of the things that I've been forced to do is uh, watch those DVDs where you have to learn the dances that boy bands did in their music videos. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, and then I perform them for people. Oh, right. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, what? which is not great for me. No, no, absolutely not. That sounds terrible. Yeah. You know? You're for sort of from Victorian era America, and then here you are doing boy band dances. I don't you. understand it. No, no, it doesn't make it doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, you're, you're really feeling kind of 90s, aren't you, yep. recently? Oh. She does 17 hours of practice a day with the dead members of Menudo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Working on choreography. Oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. well interesting. So, I, I, I got to ask you here, Lizzie. I don't, I don't know if we're burying the lead here. Um, but you are, you are in hell. Uh, so, obviously, you did something terrible. You're, you're, uh, uh, for, I think everybody knows this. For those of you who don't know what I mean, uh, Lizzie Borden, famous for... Uh, uh, being tried for axe murdering her parents and then uh, ultimately acquitted, but sort of living a life as a uh, um, kind of a, 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 a spinster after that, uh, 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 thrown out of the uh, polite society. Uh, so I got to ask: Did you did you do it? Did you kill the uh, kill him with the axe murdering, or is are you in hell for something else? See, I I thought I talked to your producer about this. Oh. Um, my people were supposed to talk to her uh, about the incident. I'm oh. not here for that. I was never charged with that. Okay. Yeah, actually, interesting interesting uh, point of order here is that uh, the court decisions made during your life actually hold up in the afterlife. So she was acquitted, uh, so we do not consider that as one of her sins. Really? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Can either of you speak to why you are in hell? I'm very, I'm very curious about that. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of... Uh, hair hair clips. Gotcha. I really liked hair clips. Bunch yeah. of bunch of shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. That, that's so shop lots of shoplifting. Hair lots clips. of shoplifting. She also frequently took the last pizza piece of pizza without offering it to anybody else oh, before wow. she took it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well here's an interesting thing. You know, not not even not even in hell for the fun. But I do I do want to ask though, did you kill him with the axes? Did you do that? I, I didn't. I didn't do it. Wow. Uh, if I had though, if I had, uh-huh. uh forty times uh for for dad, forty one for my stepmom. That's just, you know right. what I would have done. Gotcha. But I didn't. But you didn't. Yeah. No. Okay. No. And no. that seems really specific. Yeah, I'm a I'm a little O C D. I'm a little O C D. Those uh-huh. are just real lucky numbers for me. Gotcha. Um but again, I, w- I could never do that. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah. if I did, I would whack them real good, uh, forty to forty-one times. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. With the axe. With right? an axe, yeah, and then and then clean it and um, dispose of it properly. All right. Burn the dress. I got. I got to ask. Uh, I got to ask Satan. Did the torture? Did the boy band dancing and that have any connection, or is it just you? Fit you free will in it. Here you feeling? Oh yeah. Uh, as an OCD person, we try, we try to choose. Um, Normally, choreography, you're doing an eight count. Uh, all of her steps are kind of like in an odd meter, like seven, seven, eight. So she's counting seven beats. Right. Uh, a lot of odd numbers. Um, a lot of minor keys that she has to dance to. Gotcha, gotcha. Real, just real discordant stuff. 
I see. I mm-hmm. see. I understand. Well, I, I do have to ask, though. I mean, I, I, by uh, by all accounts, uh, you were a kind of a, a socialite in your early life. You hung mm-hmm. out. Did you dance? Do you like to dance? Do you like music or not really? I, I do. I do like to dance. Uh, I, uh, I'm not good at dancing. Oh. No, no. no. I um, I like to more like like solo dance. Okay. Just kind of like arms up. Right? Yeah. Arms up. Arms how- up. Arms up. And then like a sway. Right. Just a sway. I'm not into the formulaic dance. No, like, just yeah. like an arms up sway? Yeah, just like a light breeze. Okay. Music is a breeze. I, like, I think of music as, as wind. As wind. As wind brushing, uh, brushing the movement okay. of my body. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. See, that must have been interesting because you, you kind of were raised in Victorian era America. And I picture mm-hmm. like a ballroom mm-hmm. dancing where mm-hmm. people... Are you know dancing very formally, and then you're kind of over in the corner, just mm-hmm. swaying around. Well, see what we did because my family had influence is that uh, my father would pay everyone to dance the way I was dancing, oh, and it gotcha. became uh, the new the new dance at the time. Oh, gotcha! That must have been like an early flash mob or something. It, like it was. It was like that. Which, my God, yeah, that's fascinating. Well, Lizzie Borden, if you ever wanted to know, folks listening, the inventor of the flash mob, like that. All right. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you wouldn't kill. Your father, because he got you to dance flash mob style. Exactly, exactly. Right, gotcha. But, it would but be, if I did, right, it would be with an ex. I, I do have to ask, though, uh, so you seem like, did you have a good relationship with your parents? Or oh, yeah. I mean, uh, she wasn't my mom. I think that's pretty, and she was never going to be. Right. She kind of tried to, and I was like, you're not my mom. Right. You know? Right. Because she's not my mom. Right. Gotcha. And it's dad's fault that she's there. Right. But no, we were really close. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Gotcha. That's, well, that's, that's good. I gotta say, Lizzie, you have a lot of animosity towards your parents, it seems. For someone who definitely did not chop them 40 and 41 times. Right, right, right. Well, no one's relationship with their parents. I mean, what uh, do you have a close relationship with your parents? It's tough. Uh, who are your parents? That's a good question, actually. My father was a boat maker. Named Charles Monroe. All right. Uh, he immigrated to Thailand in the early 1400s. Um, so yeah, if you're counting, I was Satan did not exist until 1400 years after Jesus Christ was born. Really? Before that, there was no hell. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's, so so it's it's like the 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 Bible like retconned with your. Are you, are you a time traveler? Do you yeah, I mean, they had some loose ends they had to tie up if they wanted to make it all work. But oh, they were okay, like, gotcha. you know what? Hell's probably a real good idea to add to as a deterrent for people to sin, you know? I see. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. So they put it in there. They chose me. I met um, I met God when I was like 14. Oh. Wow. He, I just kind of had no direction in life. And he was like, hey, man, I got you. You got potential. That's a, that's a pretty inspiring story, honestly. Yeah. Hear from Satan himself. I mean, my dad was just a simple boat maker. He, I didn't really want to do what he did. He tried to make me his apprentice, and I, I wasn't having that. Wow. I wanted, uh, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to dance. Oh. I know we've been talking a lot about dance this episode, right? But um, I just wanted to dance, and uh, God saw me dancing. Uh, and and the other thing about it was that I didn't have any formal education in dancing or anything. I didn't I didn't seek out any mentors or anything. I just kind of made my own thing. Right. God saw me doing it. Uh, he saw how much people hated it, and he said, "Hey, you have a you got a knack for making people hate you and the things that you do." 
and the rest is history. Um, right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And now here we all are, by God. I was going to say, saying we have a lot in common in that way with the dancing and the hating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're really connected here. It's, it's almost a shame that I have to torture you on a daily basis. Yeah, but I respect it. I respect it. And I, I can't say enough. I mean, I love the, you know, unique tortures that you're devising, but you, a, a simple axe-based torture, it's it's a classic. Mm-hmm. So you're, coming, you're circling back to the axe now here. So you, you like axes? I mean, I don't think I've, I've talked a whole bunch about it. Okay. I, I'm, it's a fine piece of... Uh, uh, it's a nice tool. Right. It fits nice in a woman's hand. Okay. Uh, a light axe can be swung with relatively little uh, difficulty. Right. Uh, 40 to 41 times. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's, you're, we're circling back to that number quite a bit here. <laughs> but, uh, okay. But we, we've established you did. Lizzie Borden did not kill no, no, no. her parents with the axe. You know? Gotcha. No. She was acquitted by a court of her peers. All right. And that stands up in that hell. That stands in hell. All right. Well, that is, that is excellent. Did you know if you get 41 points on your license, you go to hell? Is that right? Uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank God. That's good to know. And, and it's, it, you're, you're fine otherwise. Everything else is Anything good. Anything 40 or below, you're good. 41. Right. Straight to hell. Damnation. Yep. All right. Well, that is good to know. Excellent. Well, on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break. Sure. But when we come back, we're going to have our next guest. And uh, stay tuned for Hell Tonight Live with Dick Dixon. Hey, this is the Big Bambino, Babe Ruth. You're listening to Hell Tonight Live with Dick Dixon. This show really knocks it out of the park. I'm a rapist. Welcome back, everybody, to Hell Tonight Live with Dick Dixon. Take it away, Dick. Hey there. Good to, good to be back here on the show. We're sitting here with uh, Lizzie Borden's here, I guess. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> a little nervous. It's a, it's a little, it's, it's nerve wracking. Well, actually, my punishment is to be on here because right. I'm, I'm deeply afraid of, of human interaction mm-hmm. and, and women in particular. That so. is, I, do you want a hug? Uh, no, no, absolutely oh. not. I don't, I don't think a, a hug would be. Oh, gosh. I mean, I can't wait. I can't believe I waited this long uh, and, and I just kind of forgot about it. But how about you and Lizzie? You, you guys just change shirts. <laughs> Can you guys just give each other your shirts? Uh, and specifically, you have to put your shirt on the other person. Really? So yeah, you've got a nice button-down one, so you're gonna have to spend at least thirty se- a good thirty seconds buttoning up Lizzie's shirt uh, after you give her your shirt. All right, all right. Well, and, and then what I have here is a halter top, uh, but it's a corset in the back, so mm-hmm. I'll have to lace you up. It takes oh, about yeah. forty forty-five minutes. Okay, gotcha. All right, well. I guess you're just going to be behind me for the rest of that. That that makes me uncomfortable because people behind me, you know, I'm afraid they're going to, you know, like stab me or poke me or something. You know, I never like people. And I would never do that. I think we've run over that enough. Okay. Yeah. So you would not. No. You would not kill me. No. No. Okay. She absolutely has no affinity for the feeling of sharp objects punching through human flesh. Okay. Gotcha. None whatsoever. All right. Good. I just, I just want you. You're when you're behind me. I mean, we're gonna do this in a minute. But when we're behind me, we have the fire axe in the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna be standing right next to it. So, but it's good to know that there's no affinity for the axe whatsoever. That that makes me feel better. The whole thing makes me uncomfortable, but that makes me feel all right. So let me let me give you mine first. I'll just go ahead and uh, not. By the way, I, I sweat terribly. That, um, I even could see that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have. 
Is that a tattoo? Uh, yeah, actually it is there. He's He's been made to get several tattoos since his time. I have. In hell. I have, you know, and I have a few tattoos on here. You know, I was thinking about getting one in my, my inside lip. I don't know if I said that, you know, but uh, that's, a, that's a whole other issue. Anyway, uh, what do you think there? Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman right there with the... Great lady. Yeah, exactly. With a big old speech bubble saying, like, la, 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 here, like, right across my flabby, flabby stomach here. All right, but here we go. Off with this, and uh, if you'll uh, uh, oblige me, I'll get this on you, and then you can be working on the corset. Okay, uh, sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. You can get a little a little closer. I don't want to. Oh, I insist, please. Uh, all right, let's see. I don't, by, by God, the, the female anatomy is just so strange, you know, like, uh, f- f- feeding a, a, like a tiny uh, uh, demon blob thing from your chest. I mean, what, what in God's name are we doing? You're talking about babies? You're referring to babies as demon blobs? Well, I mean, essentially, that's what we got. I'm not real comfortable with children either, okay. you know, just the, the whole idea of, of, of nurturing and that sort of thing. All right, let's put the, there you go. And then, it's a good fit. We're actually... It's almost the same size. That's very strange, honestly. That makes me even more uncomfortable. I'm going to be thinking about this for a long time, and it's certainly not going to be happy thoughts. But while you're coursing me up in the back here, uh, let me uh, go ahead, Satan. Why don't we introduce our next guest on the show? Sure. Everybody, please welcome to Hell Tonight Live, our special guest, John Wilkes Booth. Hello, everyone. Please hold your applause. Please hold your applause, everybody. Please hold your applause. I'm only an actor. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's just me, John Wilkes Booth. Hello, how is everybody? Oh, hello, John. Good to see you. You're, you're an actor. You're a, a fine actor uh, by, by any estimation. The finest American actor of all time. Yes, well, let's see. God, yeah, you're uh, you are a little more famous for other things. You know? well, I mean, uh, I feel like that was my greatest role, possibly killing uh, that piece of shit Abraham Lincoln. You picture it as a role, in a sense. I mean, the world is a stage; we are merely players in it. Mm-hmm. All right. I well, just... well, Dick, you may recognize John from uh, part of his recent torture, which kind of ties in with yours, in that. We've made him act as several of the roles in those 90s sitcoms you've been watching recently. Is that right? Yes, yes, I played, uh, I played Stephen Urkel, one of my hardest roles so far. Uh, it was very effective. I, I, even though I am a supporter of the Confederate Army and killed Abraham Lincoln because I was uh, disagreed with his abolitionist policies against slavery, I was even uncomfortable being in blackface. Uh, starring as... Oh, it wasn't just blackface. We painted your whole body. Oh, yeah, uh, yes, to be correct, yes, I was black-bodied. Black-bodied, wow. I've been black-bodied. Uh, and yes, and, deeply offensive. And in many ways, you are one of the most famous uh, people associated with hating black people. And yet you were even offended by being black. Yes, yes. Wow. And, uh, and uh, you even... you even my, my naked body was painted entirely in, in black body. And you know what? Uh, I don't know how they got that uh, that old stereotype of having larger uh, anatomy uh, male members of the b- black race, but it doesn't make it look bigger when it's painted black. It actually makes it look slightly smaller. It does. Yeah. You so know what I? They must be very big. When I was watching, and I wasn't going to say anything, but I thought this is interesting. See, I've never seen him before, uh, so I, I didn't know there was any alterations. But I thought this is interesting. This Urkel character, uh, not only is he naked. And uh, not only does his skin tone uh, seem like it's painted on, you know, but what a, what a, a small penis, you know, what, mm-hmm. what a terribly uh, small And you're referring penis. to the fact that we had the Steve Urkel character in Family Matters just be naked? 
in every episode? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. understand that at all either. I also thought, uh, you know, what I thought, and now it makes a lot of sense. I thought, because, I see, I didn't, again, I didn't realize that uh, this was your version of it. I thought I was watching the, the, the I'd never seen him in life, so I thought... I was watching. I thought, uh, you know, for for uh, the Steve Urkel character, uh, for for a young African American, he does uh, cut a fine, dashing Southern figure with his his mustache and everything. You know, so I that fascinating. Well, yeah, it was very hard to play a uh, a boy from the '90s with a with a full man's mustache and and straight hair and all that sort of whatnot because everyone else in the family had. Uh, much looked much different from me. Absolutely, clearly, yeah, exactly. John, why don't you give us a few of those classic Steve Urkel lines that you've well, been doing okay. so well? Let me, let me uh, <clears throat> clear my throat. Uh, oh, is that Lizzie behind you? Yes, yes, it is. I, Yo, Liz, right. what's up? Hi, hi. Hey, I haven't seen you since orientation. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. Good to see you too. Hey, uh, forty and forty-one, huh? <laughs> quink, 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 quink. Back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me. <clears throat> Character and pull up my fake suspenders that I should have worn that didn't have suspenders on. And I did notice he was doing like suspender snaps, even though he was mm-hmm. naked. Well, I yep, didn't totally understand. Did my research. Uh, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> uh, did I do that? Did I do that? Of course I didn't, but I—I I, I must say that I did. You happy? You happy, Richard? Well, like, happy? well, I. I how about you, Satan? I thought that was great. That was really great, John. And by great, I mean terrible. It was the worst. The worst possible, Steve Urkel. You're just a terrible, terrible actor. I, I am the greatest American actor. Sure, sure. It's been said. It was said when I was alive. It's been said by many of the dead. Well, I mean, you, you're being outacted right now by Jaleel White. So how does that feel? I don't believe you. Uh, you are the master of lies, so I must assume that you are telling a lie at this moment and that you love my work. I must assume. Wow, your narcissism runs real deep. I did kill a president. By the way, Richard, watch your back. Oh, oh my God! So you do? Do you like? Do you just like killing presidents in general? I've been killing Grover Cleveland every day since I've been here. Oh, Grover! Yes, that's part of his torture. Oh, Grover's to be torture. to be killed every day. Yeah, I kill him every day. Gro- but Grover. I get no. But being hell, I get no satisfaction out of it. Oh my God, that must be terrible. Because were you satisfied killing the president? Oh, it was. It was. It was my crowning achievement. Uh, I was destined for glory. My uh, father, Junius Brutus uh, Wilkes, when uh, I was growing up, he knew that I was destined to be a, a great human being. Did Did he know that you were gonna? Did he ever think like, "Hey, son, I, I think you're probably gonna kill a president," or is it? Was it just more? Nothing specific that way. No, he just knew that I was destined for great things. Because my father, he was a great actor himself. It's. Oh. Uh, our family is much like the the Barrymores who oh. came after. You know, we we're very, uh, or the, even the Fondas. You know, we we're very, we we're an actor family. Right, right. Family so. of, of, of of thespians. Your uh, your brother was an actor too. Yes, my Edwin. brother was an actor. Edwin, yes. right? Is that correct? Yes, he started across from me uh, in a, in a in a rendition of Julius Caesar. Wow. I played Mark Antony. Wow, that's amazing. That's 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 not bad. And now here you are doing. That reminded me. Um, I was I also had to watch Full House. Mm-hmm. My God, that was terrible. A house full of little girls. I mean, what is what is worse than that? What is more amoral and, and against nature than that? But anyway, um, I thought I read... Was he uh, the... Uh, yes, yes, I was I was uh, the neighbor, uh, Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, you were... Oh, so, because I thought, my God, that, 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 uh, that young Kimmy cut such a, a fine-dashing uh, antebellum southern figure, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought... I thought... You know, what I, what I thought, honestly, was that... 
casting directors in the 90s for sitcoms were thinking, what we're really looking for is dashing antebellum southern figures and all our... Well, it was, was difficult was that I was forced to play a woman, and uh, as, as preparation for the role, I was given breast implants. Even though Kimmy Gibbler in the show did not have prominent breasts, you still forced me to get breast implants, Satan. I think that was your work, mm-hmm. uh, just to make it accurate. You also cut off my genitals, uh, which was very painful, yep. uh, so that I could be a more accurate portrayal of a woman. And uh, But you kept the mustache. That's, that was going to be my question. Sorry to butt in. Oh, no. Oh, of course. The oh, mustache, yeah. was that, was that an artistic choice? or a... I thought that it would... Uh, I mean... We did. We took a lot of steps to put him into character, but then we had to have one just flaw that made him look totally out of character. So we left the mustache, even right, though right. we gave him real breasts and cut off his penis and put in a, a fully functional vagina that and was. uterus. Actually, he had a he had the whole system going. It's still there. Fallopian it's tubes. Like, uh, I'm pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, bizarre. I'm a pregnant now, man in hell. Oh, it's it's not great. The child is it's the. Uh, it's well, it's unfortunate because um, the uh, the child is is uh, Kennedy's child. Oh, oh, is that right? Yeah, a, Ke- a Kennedy. A I've bo- been impregnated by a Kennedy. A Ke- you're not at liberty to say. I, I wouldn't want to embarrass him. Oh, God. it would be scandalous. Just one of the Kennedys. One of the Kennedys has impregnated my body, and I'm carrying his child. Well, it could be any number of the Kennedys, honestly. There's a lot of them here. Yeah, a lot of Kennedys running around here. That's fascinating. You know what? I I, I got a comment. It's Ted. Ted Kennedy. Okay, gotcha. Ted. Well, we established that. For those of you that wanted to know, uh, here's here's a little bit of gossip firsthand here, Hell Tonight Live. Uh, John Wilkes Booth is pregnant with Ted Kennedy's child, and uh, that made me deeply uncomfortable just saying it, so there we go. Have you seen a vagina, Richard? Well, you know, I tried not to look. Uh, I had I had a couple of kids just because I thought that would be good for my political career, you know. But uh, 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 Pat was nice enough, a nice enough lady, my wife, but uh, also deeply terrifying on a lot of levels. I find the whole female anatomy disgusting, so I, I didn't. I tried not to look. Tried to get it over with as quickly as possible. Um, now, isn't it true that you um, had your wife artificially inseminated with your? Semen? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I, um, and uh, that was at my insistence. Um, I actually, uh, I, I was in the other room. Um, I could kind of see through a, uh, uh, through a, uh, the doorway. I thought I better make sure, you know, that there's no, because we have to have those children for political reasons. And I didn't trust her to do it, so, but it was just a very uncomfortable situation all around. I was going to say, I'm, I'm reflecting on everything you guys are saying, from the blackface to Mr. Nixon not wanting to see a vagina, and I think being blind was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Oh, oh. I wish I was blind. It would be a tremendous yeah. relief. Oh, did I, did I mention, Helen, that you're actually going to be the midwife for uh, when Mr. Booth gives birth, so you're going to have your head and hands right in there, and, and while right the miracle where? of childbirth is happening... Oh. And his uh, birth birthing canal, but I've never seen one out. She'll probably muck it up. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, almost certainly, it will go poorly. Oh wow, this is terrible. So what we're in store for essentially is we're uh, Helen Keller botching the birth of uh, Ted Kennedy's baby by John Wilkes. Yes, yes, terribly botching. I will try my best to not botch it. Wow. We will make sure that you fail. Wow. All well, right just, then. Just Make sure your tools aren't an axe, right, Lizzie? <laughs> wink, wink. Mm. How's that corset coming? Just about done. He's a 
his, you're looking good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Sorry about the back sweat and the pimples and everything. I'm sure the, these, uh, I have the... If you want, I could lance those for you. Like this. Oh, I mean, no, that would surely be terribly painful for me. And I would just suffer Say a the word. Deal, You know, so I, I, I don't think we'd have to do that at all. You just kind of corset over those. Uh, also, the, the pressure on the boils with the corset is really also hurting me very much. So uh, there's that as well. It makes your posture tremendous. Oh, you're, you're, very, you're sitting up very straight. Well, I appreciate that. I, I'm sure as an actor, you would know that as well about that. Sort of posturing. I mean, I I, I was a, kind of a schlub. People told me in life I slouched a lot and everything. So this is good for me, I suppose. Improving myself. You're truly question mark shaped. Wow, indeed. That's, I've never been told that, and I, I never thought I'd be told that by John Wilkes Booth. But well, you're welcome. Makes me feel good, definitely. Most of the time, when I see a president, I just try to kill them. But this is this president. You think cuts a good figure? Uh, I, 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 you cut a figure, indeed, but good, uh, highly questionable. Alright, well, that's the best we can do. The only reason I haven't tried to kill you is because I feel terribly sorry for you. Oh, well. You're probably the one of the most pathetic beings I've ever come across. Well, people told me, tell me that down here at all, told me that in life and everything, so there we yes, go. Yes, yes, gotcha. Actually, I met, I, uh, I met Fatty Arbuckle down here. He was quite pathetic, but you, far worse. Even more pathetic than yes. Fatty Arbuckle. Fatty Arbuckle was forced to eat. Since he's been down here, he's fatter than ever. He's, he is... Ten feet across wow. stomach. Is that right, Satan? That is correct. He is ten feet across, and he has, is forced to constantly go through doorways that are too small for his girth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I say, though, that must be... For him, the irony must not be lost. That that must be very funny. That must be uh, physically very funny, and now he's being tortured as a comedic form. Irony must not be lost. Yep. Wow. And uh, he... It, I mean, it is kind of humorous at first, but he's forced to go through so many doorways that... It starts to just like rip away parts of his flesh and gets rather oh. gruesome. Wow. We don't have to get into all the details now. Sure, sure. Yeah. And he'll always forget something in the room that he was just in. So oh. he'll, go mm-hmm. back. he'll go through like every door three times. Wow. Yep. Exactly. Do you live with Fatty? Is that? No, I, I live with a bunch of children. I live with a bunch. Of, I live with all of the babies that were never baptized and ended up here. All of them? Yes. Wow. I live in a pile of babies. It's terrible. Yep, he tries to talk about theater and, and higher high society things to them, and they just can't understand. Wow, they don't listen at all. They just crawl around. That all of them. That must be thousands upon thousands of babies. Oh, it's probably millions of babies. You just live. <laughs> he's actually putting. He, he's as part of his torture. He's he's putting together a production of The Crucible, Arthur Miller's The Crucible, with the with a cast of babies. It's going to be the worst production I've ever seen, except for my role, which will be fantastic. Right, exactly. Because I am a gra- I'm America's greatest actor. You are, exactly. Is, are all the babies going to be in the production? Are all the millions upon millions of babies? Yes, yes. The, what, we, what, we've, what we've decided to do is, since we have so many babies, we're going to uh, have costumes for a full-size person, uh, but just stuff the babies into the clothes until they fill it out. So it'll be like nine or ten babies playing each person. Wow. And of course, this this sort of amalgamation would never stand on its own. So it'll be basically just hum- you know adult sized costumes crawling around and you know just kind of yes, withering on the ground off because like two babies just leave out of the sleeve and I have to go put them back together. I I am forced to to keep this entire play going. I move them around much like a stop motion feature of some sort where I'm moving every person between lines and it's it's very difficult. Wow. Where can we get tickets for that? Because that sounds amazing. There's a guest list oh, um, wow. Excellent. of several of the, the 
you know, high society people in hell. Wow. So we'll see if we can get you on that That'd list. That'd be lovely. Well, if you're in hell, go out and see Production of the Crucible with John Wilkes Booth starring and with a cast of millions, literally, of babies. Just unbaptized babies. Unbaptized yes, yes. They, babies. They're even, even, the babies are even playing the uh, stage furniture and props and all that. They're just babies. Just a mass of infants. Yes, yes. We stacked babies to make tables and chairs. Wow. In the courtroom for the Crucible, of course. Uh, all the... All the, uh, the the burning posts for the witches are, uh, are just stacked babies. Just posts of babies. Painted, babies, look, like, on painted babies. To look like wood. Yes. Ba- babies painted with wood varnish. That's yes. amazing. And I've been forced to do all this. I've had to build the sets out of babies, and they keep just crawling away, and I have to go back and rebuild the set. Wow. It's very difficult. That's amazing. So you're no crew, just you. No crew. I am the crew. Wow. That's amazing. I'm America's greatest actor. However, crew work is below me. I don't like it. And here we are. And here, that's what we're doing. And with him getting more pregnant and pregnant every day, it just limits his motion more and more. Has to go to the bathroom more frequently. Wow. At this point, the baby has been uh, gestating for 48 months. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's a long gestation. That's terrible. That's like an an elephant's gestation. The baby has like size 7 shoes inside of me. Or size 7 feet, I should say. I'm sorry. Wow. I do, I do see through through your clothes there. I just see a couple of big old looks like the imprints of big old feet like mm-hmm. coming out. Yes, yes. So that's the the feet of the baby and your stomach pressing against even your clothes. Indeed. Wow. Terrible stuff. If you have your baby before the show, are you going to allow them to also star in it? Well, you're going to baptize your baby. Well, it'll be a, a baptism by fire. Wink, wink. No. Uh, <laughs> No, no pun intended here. Uh, Satan, yeah, we are in hell. It's, uh, but of yes, course. yes, the baby will be forced immediately into the play. Uh, for I am the greatest actor of all time. I assume the baby must be at least a decent actor. I mean, I'm, you know, sharing DNA with Ted Kennedy. Uh, although Ted Kennedy is killed, so I feel like uh, we're we're even. So it's like uh, he should be pr- the child should be pretty good. Oh, good. That's good. 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 What he what he does. Excellent. Well, that sounds. Good. Thank you, Lizzie. I'm very glad you're concerned with the uh, <laughs> with the religion of my child. Uh, I care. I care. Wow. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give any spoiler alerts, but your baby's actually going to be a 78 year old Mickey Rooney when it comes out. It's really exciting. This is very upsetting. I was hoping that at least it would be a fresh slate that I could that I could that I could mold into my own and uh, influence in some way, but. You've already decided that it's going to be some sort of... Yeah, that's part of his tortures. He's constantly being born. He's constantly being He's born. Oh, just around hell? Yeah, just around hell and various people. Oh, yeah? Who birthed him last? It was uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Uh, and Genghis Khan. <laughs> the Pokemon Genghis Khan is in hell as well. That's fascinating. <laughs> Out of all the original 150, Genghis Khan was the one who sinned the most. You know, she landed herself down in hell, and wow. we replaced her little baby Kangaskhan with a baby Mickey Rooney. Wow. That's, well, I gotta get my head around that, you know, because obviously, as, as as you know, I've gotten really into Pokemon down here, you know, that's a, I'm really a big Pokemon fan, you know, I didn't I didn't realize they were real, and I didn't realize that one of them wasn't out here, so there we go. Mickey Rooney, uh, well, I don't know how I feel about that, that kind of ruins my image of that particular Pokemon, but, uh... Why don't we uh, transition away from that? I believe, uh, Satan, our next thing we have questions. Yes, we have uh, some user-submitted questions for y'all. So let's just go ahead and dig into that. 
So this will be not dreadful at all. Dan from Akron uh, writes in and wants to know for both of y'all. Award season is coming up. What award show would you want to host and who would be your co-host? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. I, uh... I think I would want to want to host the uh, the Tonys. Um, I good just have, choice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And um, I mean, oh, Ellen DeGeneres for sure. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I just respect her. She's a strong woman. Does mm-hmm. everything a man can do. Wow, that's a good answer. Honestly, yeah. that'd be a good show. Tonys, Lizzie Borden, Ellen DeGeneres. Man, you couldn't miss that one. I'm not sure how good she would be with an axe. Do you have any issue with that? I mean, I don't need her to handle that. Not that I would handle that, but mm-hmm. but it's covered. It's covered, okay. yeah. The general concept of the axe is covered. And I respect that she's a freestyle dancer. Okay. In your vision of you hosting the Tonys with Ellen DeGeneres, you and her kind of out there on the stage, and if you have to do some kind of choreographed dance routine, mm-hmm. she I guess she's going to be doing a regular dance, and then you always see you kind of swaying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would wind. sway. I would sway. Uh, hopefully there would be a harness involved. I could sway about the room. I see. Um, but I would want to be in charge of the direction of the harness, so I'd have like a remote with me. So I could mm-hmm. sway. It would still be my choice, you know? Okay. Right. So you got one hand swaying, one hand on the remote mm-hmm. to take you around the room. Yeah. Okay. I would actually, I'd have both arms up, but the remote oh, is both in, in my the, hand. Oh, in your hands. Yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah. see. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. Or like a say anything sort of stance, holding a boom box. But yes, exactly. But with the remote for your harness. Wow. Now, have you seen say anything? Did, did, did we leave that one on the video shelf for you? <laughs> I, I, I borrowed it from the library the other day, yeah. <laughs> Both of you, though. Both of you have seen Saints yes, yes. since you got to hell. Okay, wow. I got to look into that because that's a that's a. I don't know if why we why we let people watch that one. Yeah, me and me and Lizzie are part of a group that that goes to movie night uh, sometimes uh, over over near the um, over near the the forest of the shit forest where all the trees are made of shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's over there. Oh, there's a movie theater there. Yeah, yeah but just uh, opened. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah. Just opened, and it always cuts out about uh, ten minutes before the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating. Yep. So you kind of always miss the last major plot point. Okay, gotcha. That's it. Well, that that adds up a little bit. I was thinking that actually sounds quite lovely, but uh, I and guess there's no restroom either. Yeah. The only reason they really know about the boombox scene of say anything is because they saw the poster. Oh. And they they saw what he did up to that point in the film, but mm-hmm. then they're just like, oh, I guess that's what he did, but we didn't get to see it happen right. actually in the film. Yes. Gotcha. I understand. John, how about you with the uh, with the question from Dan from Akron? Thank well, you. Well, I must say that there is no greater insult to an actor than hosting an award show for actors. Uh, so I must say that I, I would I would be hesitant to even host an award show at all. But um, I think in the case of hosting an award show, could I host something that's not acting related? Of course, yeah. I, I, assume, sure. I assume any award show. The question doesn't stipulate. Well, I would I would host the Grammys then. Oh. I would host the Grammys, the music awards. And um, I believe my co-host uh, would be uh, uh, the original Lassie. The original The original Lassie. dog who played the original Lassie. Wow. And I would ride upon Lassie's back on and off stage. As the as the showman that I am, bringing the drama the drama of theater. Into now, John, I just gotta say, there's no, it's not physically possible for you to ride Lassie. Lassie's a strong mutt, and I'm a short man. 
I'm only I'm only I'm only five nine, roughly one hundred and twenty pounds. I feel like Lassie could support my weight. Okay. Well, I, 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 well you can try it. Lassie, Lassie's just down the street from you. Are you 120 pounds this pregnant? Oh, oh, oh. In the, you, very good point, Lizzie. In that case, yes, at the moment, I'm, I'm 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm 300 pounds due to this pregnancy. Which we threw some, sto- some just some rocks in there in his uterus, too. Wow. Just to weigh him down a little yes, bit. Yes, they wake me up in the middle of the night to put more rocks inside of me. Mm-hmm. Just come on in the room and say, hey. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, they, they, they pull the blanket of babies off of me. And I'm laying on my mattress of babies. <laughs> and up you get. It makes me cry. It's very upsetting. And they put rocks in me. And they just come in and they say, the little, the little imps that are around here, they just say, up you get rocks uh, down into your unit. Yes, well, unpleasant. That does sound pretty, does sound pretty unpleasant. Wow. So, i got to ask, back to the award show ceremony, the Grammys. Yes. Um, other than riding Lassie in, does Lassie actually have any role in, in, in co-hosting with you? Uh, she fetches all the, uh, the envelopes with the award winner's names in them and uh, opens them, tears them apart, just rips them into pieces, and I have to kind of piece it together. It's very frustrating, but it also shows that I'm willing to struggle on stage for my craft. I see. It's, uh, it's actually uh, very beautiful, Wow, I think. So that, so that Lassie ripping them up, that's not a hell scenario. That's what you actually want to do. Right, because it oh. shows me putting things back together. It, 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 it displays my ability to uh, struggle on stage wow. for, my, wow. for my art. That's pretty deep, honestly. I respect that. Yeah, I respect that tremendously. I'd watch that, definitely. Maybe we'll put something together. Um, let's move on here. This next question is for Lizzie. This comes from Grace in Pasadena. Um, she says, do you like being single? Oh, wow. That's a tricky question. I mean, I don't want to be defined by, you know, single or uh-huh. not single. Uh-huh. Um, I'm definitely seeing people. Oh, is that uh-huh. right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, just a lot of uh, Tinder dating down here. Yeah. It's really big. It's really big. Um, I, uh, I'd i like to settle down, you know, Um I imagine all your dates are going pretty poorly. They're bad. They're bad. Yeah. And uh, no one will call me back afterwards. Well, the reception down here is... It's terrible. Basically non-existent. Yeah. 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 It's Boost Mobile. Mm-hmm. Only Boost Mobile. <laughs> yep. Which is a joke. You know, it's ridiculous. But... Yeah, it's, it's more of a marketing campaign than a phone company, you know? Mm-hmm. Can we just say for a minute... How terrible Boost Mobile is. I mean, oh, I think that's the one thing we all agree on. Now, yeah, exactly. We can Mobile. all let me let me say to everybody listening, everyone in hell, if we're bonded by anything, it's it's our hatred of Boost Mobile. Oh, thank you. I take that as a compliment. Oh, absolutely. That you yeah. hate it so deeply. Oh, we do. Yes, we possibly hate it. your greatest evil. Yes, really, exactly. And up in the world, somehow got up there. In fact, mm-hmm. let's see. We're taking a stand. Every everyone that signs a Boost Mobile contract is actually signing away their soul to hell. Wow. Ah. Yep. So, Got to read the fine print. Bad news for everybody listening up there. If you have Boost Mobile, if you're listening to the podcast and you have Boost Mobile, uh, well, welcome to the club uh, soon enough. You'll die eventually, and then and down here you'll be. And you'll watch the show. You'll get to actually see it on television. Mm-hmm. There you go. I got to say, though, Lizzie, uh, don't give up. Um, and I, actually, in fact, I can introduce you to any Kennedy you wish. Oh, wow. So you take... wouldn't have any issue with, with Ted. You want Ted? Ted? Well, you can have Ted. 
Really? Ted is disgusting. That that would be great. Sure. Hey, if you're into Ted, yeah. Yeah, and it's my thing. Just, yeah. Yeah, don't get near any bridges inside of cars with him. Yeah, yeah. That's still a thing. That is still a thing. Uh, we'll get into that some other time. Me and uh, Ted Kennedy and the bridge and the car. And that, that terrible night. I was in the back of the car, actually. That's a whole other story. Oh, you were really, there? Wow. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to Try get into it. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I was there. He didn't know I was there. Um, actually, I didn't know I was there until uh, until very near the incident. But that's a whole other story. I don't want to. I want to get into. Let's that. not get off topic. No, let's not get off topic. Absolutely not. Let's not. Do you think you'll find love in hell, Lizzie? I mean, you you got to keep hope. Um, I uh, I believe I believe in love. I believe in true love. I think that uh, not only do you have to have happiness, but like excruciating pain and, and never ending agony can also bring people together. Um, and uh, I'm kind of just hoping to find that person who uh, who uh, wants to suffer with me for the rest of our lives. Wow. Yeah. That's really that's that's really nice, actually. Any any. I mean, uh, you're being introduced to, to Ted here, I understand. I'm excited. That's, I'm nervous. No, it is a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty nervous when I met Ted, but then again, I was in a car that was going over a bridge, you know, so that's a whole other story. Uh, but any, anybody, I gotta ask, I don't, I don't want to get too gossipy, but with the Tinder dating scene, any, any, anybody else interesting? Any, any nibbles you got there? Oh gosh, a couple, a couple. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, Let's see. This uh, is Lizzie Borden and her date. I, uh, uh, Gollum. Gollum. Mm-hmm. From, uh, from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yep. Yeah. Wow. He's based on a true story. Yeah. 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 Lord was, of the Rings is based on. A not, true no, story. not the not the one from the movies. The actual. The real. The real Gollum. Gollum. There is a real Gollum, and he's down here in yeah. hell, and Lizzie Borden's dating him. Wow. I, I, I'm not dating him. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. He didn't. Well, come he didn't on. look little, like his pictures. A little forward of me. Sorry. So that was no. Yeah, we went on a couple dates. He's very sweet. Um, very an, an intense man. Very right. passionate, right. and I and I, I'm drawn to that. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. Still play in the field. Okay. Can I can I ask before before we end here? Can mm-hmm. I just ask something? This might be a little forward of me, but did he did he call you my precious? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, oh. you'll get there, girlfriend. You'll make it. You'll did you get the sense that he was just looking for a ring? Yeah, he was. He was very one track mind like that. Mm-hmm. Really wanting to settle down. It seemed like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm just not ready. Right. But do you mean he's looking for a ring as in he wants to get married or he's wanting to get married just for the purpose of receiving a ring? Like yeah, that's the that whole wasn't, goal. that wasn't clear. All he, right. uh, he, I was, he had a, a Pinterest page that he pulled up with lots of rings that right. he was interested in. Right. Gotcha. Uh, but it, he wasn't really clear if, if I was going to have one as well. Right. I was pointing out something. Like I said, oh, I like that one. And he was like, that's mine. And I was like, right, well, right. Yeah. I thought we could sh- we share you know, All right, in this. No. So it was, it, you know, we'd have to work through that. But yeah, exactly. One imagines that if Gollum was to propose to you, he wouldn't be able to give you your ring because he'd want to have exactly. it for himself. Exactly. Well, that's... That's the foibles of dating down in hell. Yeah. You know, and something do. I wanted to ask you about too, Lizzie, and not that I don't appreciate this if it was you, but I did notice that Gollum had 40 axe wounds in his chest and 41 axe wounds in his back, and I just wondered if you knew anything about that. Oh, oh, I, that's so unfortunate. No, I had no idea. We, uh, we haven't spoken for a few days. Um, last time I saw him, I was at his house alone, and there were no witnesses, but oh, that was... Oh, that was Tuesday? 
Tuesday, okay. so no. Yeah, is he all right? Oh, he's fine. I mean, he can't really die again. Right, so, right. I mean, it's yeah. just eternal torture. So, right. oh, I mean, whoever did it, I mean, good job. I mean, I, would, I never would have thought of something that specific for him. Thank but, you. you know. Yeah, yeah. That's strange. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is. That's, that's a strange coincidence, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a good job, Lizzie. You played that one real cool. They have no idea. Thanks, John. And on that note, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll take another break here. But when we come back, the final segment here on Hell Tonight Live with Dick Nixon. Stay tuned. Oh, hello, I'm John Lennon. I'm here in hell, and you're listening to Hell Tonight Live with uh, Satan and some other guy who's American president or some, some such nonsense. Anyway, uh, I love Yoko. If you're listening, if you can hear this up on the surface, uh, I miss you, but uh, I'm still having lots of sex with other women down here, just like when I was up there. Uh, enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to Hell Tonight Live with Dick Nixon. Take it away, Dick. Hey, welcome back. Good to have you back here again. If you're just uh, tuning in on the uh, on the cast here, we have uh, uh, Lizzie Borden here. Hello, hello. Hey, good to see you. We talked all about uh, all about dating, all about uh, the, the foibles of love and lust. Oh, down it's here. tough out there. It's tough. It's uh, a lot of fish in the sea, and, and uh, all of them all of them invariably mean terrible fish. I would know that was my experience in life and in hell as well. And we also have down here uh, on the cast John Wilkes Booth. Uh, oh, yes, it's me. Uh, sorry, during the break I had to take all my babies home. They followed me here. I had to take them home. Oh, wow. Yeah, sorry I was gone for a bit. I had to put them all inside of a large uh, front-loading uh, piece of construction equipment, take them home, come back. Wow. That, and the I, piece of construction equipment itself was also made of babies, correct? Yes, yes. You, I've been forced to build all of my needs and wants out of babies. Uh, the other day I needed, I needed, uh, uh, I needed to, uh, I, I had some, I had the urge to go swimming. Right. And I was forced to dig a hole in my backyard using a baby jawbone to, to dig a hole. And then I, def- I didn't have water, so I had to fill the pool with babies. I tried to dive in, hurt my neck. I hate you, Satan. Don't we all, though? Your don't tor- we all? Your torture Thank is, you. Thank your you torture very much. is monstrous. Thank and, you. That's so sweet of you to say. Absolutely. And then, and we all, we all hate Satan, definitely. And then let me, well, let me throw it into the, the, the fellow we hate for our next segment here. Take it away, Satan. Sure, guys. Hi. This is Satan, Prince of Darkness. And uh, this is a segment on the show where I like to just ask some icebreaker questions and we just all get to know each other just a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so why, why don't we just start with the first one? Let's, let's go around a circle. What's the worst haircut you've ever had? Just a haircut that you hated. I guess start with John. We sure, start? let's start with John. Well, uh, okay. Um, being that I'm the greatest actor of all time, I very often had to get uh, uh, different styles of, of hair done uh, to, to fit a certain role. Um, I once... Uh, I once had to play a bald character. I can't even remember what the play was. It was some. I was an extra and some nonsense, and uh, I was I was forced to shave my head. Wow. Yeah. It was well. The thing is, my head is very lopsided in shape. It's not. It's not symmetrical or elegant at all, and my scalp is very white. So like, it looked like 
It look you know those weird friar haircuts where it's like a, just a, a ring around the top of your head, right, right. the top is bald. Cul de sac. Yes, it was kind of like that, but it was just tan skin compared to white skin. Oh, wow. yeah, and, and I got burned multiple times, sunburned, over and over on the top of my head. Wow, that sounds terrible. Yes, that is a terrible. It was a, it was so much, so much flakes that just came off as the sunburn was healing, and I get, get my food. There's all sorts of terrible things. Wow, that does that sounds awful. That is awful. I, uh, when I first got to hell, uh, one of my first punishments was that the uh, cool girls in hell pretended to like me and be friends with me. And oh, I didn't yes. know. I, was, I, I, I really thought I'd made it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they convinced me that the greatest fashion in hell is to just have three cornrows on the top of your head. Yep. Everything else is down. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, so you know, no, just to clarify, you kept all your hair. You just had three cornrows down the middle. <laughs> And just a long streaming hair down the sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything back. else was free, uh-huh. and um, it was mortifying. Um, they uh, they humiliated me in front of everyone, and um, and I uh, I couldn't get it out myself without their help. Oh yeah, it was they were cornrowed pretty tight. Mm, it was very tight. Those girls do good work. I have large hands. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are some mean. Who are some of those cool girls down here in hell? They're they're some mean. Folks. Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh wow, yeah, she's Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Yeah, she's just wow. Those are some mean folks. Helen of Troy. Mm. Wow, yeah, there we go. Well, hell, Helen of Troy. I don't know. Mary Magdalene. Oh wow. Mm How'd she end up down here, out of curiosity? You'd Mary think, Magdalene? Yeah, you'd think with the whole Jesus proximity, she'd be pretty safe, you know. But well, I mean, she had sex out of wedlock. Oh well. Yes, you, you can. Yes, you really can't beat the rules. No, no. It's one of the steadfast ones. Yeah, rules are rules. Also, she had bad, she had halitosis. Not oh. many people know that. That oh. was, I mean, the the sex out of marriage thing. That was, you know, that's definitely a strike. But also the halitosis. You can go to hell for that. Yeah, I mean, if it's sometimes it's unforgivable. You wow. Know? And this is back in the day before breath mints. Mm. Didn't have a lot of methods of freshening your breath. So wow, she was just a plague on a lot of people's existence. Wow. I almost think Jesus would have married her if it hadn't been for the halitosis. So that, oh, wow. that's what, you know, that, so that, that's the that's the point of contention, really. Deal breaker. The point of the <laughs> halitosis. Wow, that's something. I'll, I'll, I'll just weigh in real quick here. I mean, I, as I said, I'm a big fan of Pokemon. I've, I've been a big fan of Pokemon down here since I got, and then mm-hmm. I, I remember you were just messing with me one day. I was telling you all about Pokemon, and you made me get a haircut like my least favorite one, Violet Plume. Mm-hmm. God, that Violet Plume. It's just I don't know what's going on with that thing. It's just like a purple little grim like god. But I had like a my hair cut like a flower. Yep, just the big petals, just big red petals with white spots. Yeah. It wasn't even the flower. That wasn't the worst. I was violet plume. God, that is just a sickening Pokemon. I yeah, think. and you had to spend that whole week just saying your own name to communicate. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You would switch it up too. I mean, occasionally on one day I would have to just be like Nixon. Nixon, Nixon. But then the other day, which was even worse, I would have to say Violet Plume. God, that Violet Plume. That is just, that is a, a rancid beast of a Pokemon. You know, I mean, just, God, I hate Violet Plume. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk Pokemon sometime. Sure. Definitely. We yeah. should dedicate a whole podcast to talking Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Pokemon. And that's mm-hmm. just been since I've come down here. I love Pokemon. But not, God damn it, I say, if you, if you, talk, talk to me about any Pokemon you want, but not that Bastard Vile Plume. Sorry, I just I just get very, very upset about Vile Plume. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll talk about something else. Sure. 
Helen, any bad haircut stories? Uh, yeah, well, I, my normal thing is the bowl cut. I finally perfected it myself, but my first time in hell when I decided to get it trimmed, I went to the barber shop and Julia Child was working, and mm -hmm. she was completely out of bowls and had to use Tupperware, but it was just a square Tupperware, and my bowl cut was completely uneven, mm -hmm. and everybody made fun of me. It was terrible. Wow. That's... So I'm trying to picture what I... So... She also used a butter knife to cut it. So, yeah. like, every strand she had to whittle with the butter knife. Took a long time. It took a long time. Yes, and she would do that voice the whole time. It's so annoying. She's like, oh, no, look at everybody. Cut it this hair. And then I'll like, go over here, and then we mix up some butter. It's, it's very terrible. You truly are an amazing actor. I'm America's greatest actor. That was phenomenal. That, that was phenomenal. I do, a, I do a very good Julia Child. I, I go over, and we, we take this turkey out of the oven, and we baste it, and put it back in. Yeah. Yes, I'm very good. That, that very is good. Have you ever played Julia Child? Well, no, because uh, you don't allow me to perform down here the way I wish I could. Oh, right. I mean, I have to. I've all I've, all I've gotten. The only work I've gotten since I've been down here is The Crucible, starring me and all the children who came here in hell. All the babies. Wow. I, I wish. I wish I could play Julia. You know, actually, uh, your next production is going to be a stage production of Julie and Julia. But oh, the babies get to play Julia Child. Oh, so I'm the other, the, you're the, the other Julia, the yeah, one that Amy the, Adams played. Yep, you're that one. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, I know this is a selfish thing to say, but please let Meryl Streep end up down here. If you have any sway in who ends up in hell, please. She's on her way. If Meryl could, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'd love to meet her. She's the second greatest American actor, after, of course, after myself, John Wilson. So a square bowl cut, I guess. Was yeah, that, was what that that's was. a round peg in a square bowl. Wow, exactly. That is that is uh, that is all kinds of terrible. That's just an awful situation. Okay, we'll do just one more icebreaker here. Thank you all for for indulging me. This one's a little bit more abstract, but I'm kind of interested to hear what your what your answers will be. What is the best yes you've ever said in your life? And then, what is the best no you've ever said? Well, I think I would be, I would be called a liar if I didn't say that the best yes I ever said to myself was when I, was when I decided to kill the president of the United States, uh, achieving immortality. So forever. you, you uh, sounds like you had a conversation with yourself then before you killed. The yes, president? it was a. Well, there was a conspiracy to to kidnap the president and his his immediate uh, uh, predecessors, uh, the vice president, secretary of state. Uh, but it ended up being just uh, the, the rest of the guys kind of fell out, and I, I was it was left up to me to, to to do the deed. So I decided just to kill the president would be easier than kidnapping him, hoping that it would collapse the uh, the uh, the Union Army at the time. But uh, yes, that was, and I just spoke to myself and I said, "Yes, yes, you will kill the president. You will be famous forever, greatest American actor, greatest assassin of all time." And I said yes to myself, and I did it. Wow. And the other part was the... the, the, the no. What's no. the best no? The best no. Um, the best no that I ever said to myself. I believe it was... Um, I, once, I once was uh, walking through some shops in, my, in, uh, in Baltimore. And uh, there, was, there was a guy selling waffles. And, and they looked off. And I said, I probably shouldn't eat one of those waffles. And I think I was right. Uh, it probably would have not been good. Oh, so you're concerned with just the quality of the waffle. It looked like a very poorly made waffle. It was wow. burnt. It looked burnt. 
And I love waffles. And I was like, I don't want to taint my own thoughts of waffles with this bad, burnt... You were afraid this one waffle would ruin the rest of your life experience of waffles. It's true. Well, I once ate an undercooked uh, pigeon. And I have yet to try it again because I got so sick. It's ruined... Ruined all poultry for man, in fact. Wow. Because he ate the undercooked pigeon. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, well, we should also mention that all the food that you are served here in hell is prepared by the babies that you lived with. They're very bad at cooking. Yep. They're terrible at it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's... It's awful. How do they? Mm-hmm. How do they even operate the the utensils or the, the stove? They don't. Really, they don't. They just honestly, push. Yeah. They put. They push just large piles of raw vegetables in front of me, and I'm forced to eat them. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Getting get their little dirty hands and slobber all over yes, everything. They don't. They don't wash the vegetables in a sink or anything. They just push. I, I, yesterday, I ate forty pounds of raw, dirty carrots. Were they baby <laughs> carrots or full sized? Oh, that's a good one. Thank you, Helen. They would, yes, baby, baby carrots, because I hate babies so much. That's a that's a darn good point, Helen. Man, Satan, you think of everything. Baby carrots mm-hmm. served by babies. It just it just hangs together so perfectly. They're hard. They're not soft at all. They don't yield. They're hard carrots. Wow, very hard. That's so saying yes to the president, saying no to a waffle. Yes. Okay. That, that's where we're at. Lizzie, what's the Best yes you've ever said in your life. Oh, the best yes. Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, you know, I think it has to be when I said yes to loving myself. Oh, you know wow. what I mean. I lived a long time mm-hmm. um, in isolation, um, feeling guilt for something I didn't do. Uh, but when it finally ended, and I'm down here, I I said, "Hey, you do you, girl. You know, mm-hmm. you're strong." You 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 have a vision board, you know. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm finding myself now and loving me for doing that. That's interesting to hear you say that because I I systematically set you up to fail at everything that right, you do down right, here. Right, but when you love yourself, mm-hmm. failure is just another chance to succeed. Wow! Wow! I read that in well the bathroom said. stall. Are you talking about in the in the bathrooms down here now? Here, here, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I got, wow. I gotta come up with some better tortures, I think. Well, I, I will say the stalls down here are terrible because uh, you know how most stalls back on Earth have about a, a foot of clearance on the bottom before there's the gap and then the wall starts about a foot off the ground. Right. Here in hell, the, the, the wall of the stall starts at five feet high. So yep. that anyone could just see under you. Your entire body is exposed mm-hmm. as you're pooping and then there's just a wall above you that just goes up for a good 30, 40 feet just to tease you. Wow. Just a useless wall. A yeah, useless, a useless tall wall. wall and you have to kind of duck under it limbo style to get out of the bathroom the doors don't work. Is that, is that 30, 40 feet? Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I've been in there pointless. before. Pointless. Entirely a, pointless. That's a, that's, a, that's a tall stall wall. There we go. My goodness gracious. If only it could be lowered about four feet. Uh, let's see. Is, it, is there, there's a second part to that. Lizzie, what's the best no? You've ever said. Mm, the best no. In life, uh, I would have said it was um, when they said, hey, did you axe murder uh, those people? And then I said no. Yeah, it sounds was, like a very informal line of questioning for a trial. A, I thought I was confused too, but I think they were they were trying to be, be uh, uh, 
softball it in because I'm a woman and it's it's harder for us to understand things. I was yeah. frightened. Yeah. I fainted. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that would have been it. But I think my best no now was John actually asked me if I wanted a room with him. And I said no, and I opted for my current situation. And it's not great, but it's better. Yeah, where, where are you living now? I live, um, I live with every woman who said that Karen didn't deserve that promotion at work. Oh, I live with all of them. Right. So um, it's a little catty, but but yeah. behind the back, you know, not right. great for your self esteem. Mm-hmm. And we're imagine. all there teaching each other to love ourselves. And it's nice. It's supportive and um, very backstabby, which is a big thing for me. Right. Backstabby. That's interesting that you like backstabby. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. That's interesting. I will say, though, that I'm glad they're all here because Karen did deserve that promotion up there. You did. She did. Don't say that at my house. Don't say that at my house. Honestly, it's a a series of several Karens. It wasn't. These these women aren't all from the same office, but for from a series of jobs in which they worked with a Karen. Right, every Karen. Who did deserve the promotion, and they all tried to say that she didn't. So in her house, it's all the people that said Karen uh, didn't deserve that, and Lizzie. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. Um, For me, I'll I'll be very brief about that. Uh, The best, uh, best yes I've ever said, by God. I have to think about that. I know the best no I ever said was to Ted Kennedy that night. I said, no, I'll never talk about this again. And that's, that's, uh, mm-hmm. really helped out. Uh, probably, uh, the, the best yes that I've ever said, uh, was, um, a little, uh, the next day, uh, Ted Kennedy called me up and he said, are you going to, uh, have you, uh, you haven't told anybody. And I said, yes, I haven't told anybody, which was kind of a double negative, but still it didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. And we won't get into that. Yes, I haven't told anybody. Right, exactly. So both to the same scenario, your best yes and no. Yeah, or and it was to not talk about uh, how I ended up back there in, uh, uh, in the, the back of the car there uh, at uh, that night on Chappaquiddick. Anyway, that'll be for another time. You know, that's uh, another time there. Helen, how about uh, you want to weigh in here for what's this the, What's the best yes you've ever said? I'll also be very brief. Uh, my best yes is uh, producing the show when I told you I would do it. Oh, um, what a sweetheart. Wow. You were forced to, but it's sweet of you to say. I love being a working woman. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we love having you. Helen is the best how's, producer in the past. How's Richard smelling today? How's Dick Nixon smelling today? I bet, I bet it must just be awful. Wow. Uh, well, I have my bowl of puke next to me. Um, mm-hmm. I add to it every break. Mm-hmm. So. You, you smell the puke to uh, distract yourself from the smell of Nixon. Yes. 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 A hundred percent. Much like when you break a finger to distract yourself from the pain of something else. Like stubbing your toe. Right. 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 Happens a lot down here. Can I just say what a professional uh, Helen is, though? Uh, I'll gush about you for a second here. That she, I mean, obviously I smell terrible. She waits to smell the puke to distract from it during breaks. What a what a professional. What a pro there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my best no was... Um, I said no to a 97-month contracted subscription to The Economist magazine. And I just, I can't imagine reading that for 97 months. Contract. Real long subscriptions here in hell. Half the stories are just about oil. Right. Mm -hmm. God, that is so esoteric. You know, I was a goddamn president. I don't even understand half the thing. Sometimes they're covered in oil. It makes it very hard to flip through the pages. Oh, that That's one of the things about hell. We got two magazines, and they're both awful. We got The Economist and Vibe. 
I, I'm going to say this. I like Vibe. You like Vibe? I like Vibe. Oh, well, we got to get that subscription yeah. out of your area. Yeah. Oh, I... Lizzie, I think you may should not have said anything. Oh, you no. shouldn't have given yourself away. Yeah. Can I Can I say, Satan, we're finding out that uh, Lizzie is, is an actualized new woman down here in She's hell, so... fitting in well. Yeah, so... She's I... thriving. Yeah, wow. I dare to say. You're yeah. an inspiration to me. Yeah. You as well. You go, girl. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, girl. Wow. Lizzie, I'll sneak you my issues of Vibe if I can steal it from the clutches of babies. Thank you, John. That's one thing about the babies in hell, too, is they got tight grips. They can grip things real tight. Tight grips, and they like vibe, too. They love vibe. (laughs) Do you just, I got to imagine, at your house, since all the babies are at your house, do you just get boxes of vibe delivered, just like crates of vibe? Like the babies are ordering it? Yeah, is that that what I'm about? Each baby has a subscription to vibe. And they also get the back issues. Like, they don't just get the new ones every month. They get the entire catalog every month. Each baby. Wow. That's amazing. I should probably build my House of Vibe magazine. There you go. Is that allowed? Can you do that? As long as the babies don't tear it down, which they most certainly will, because they want to read those issues of Vibe. I I imagine just, it, it has to be. You know what? Uh, do do you live over? You you mentioned the, the shit forest. Do you live over? Do you near, live near the shit forest? I live shit forest adjacent. Okay, yes. gotcha. Because I was I was saying, um, I just I saw the other day it was on subscription day because you know I I, I I get vibe too. I mean I'm not I, I might as well you know. But I when vibe came in I was out walking and I I saw just uh, a fleet of aircraft carriers just coming and they all had on them just stacked almost skyscraper high just. Boxes of vibe. Was that for your house? Yes, they they bring them by and just sort of tilt sideways and spill the vibes onto my my residence. Right. Wow, and that's every week. Yes. Wow. That's nice and I've had to be I've had to build storage facilities and then dig holes and I have a, I have a large property. Right. That's right. Many many hundreds of acres. Wow. And it's all it's all filled with vibe. Yes, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Well, on, on that note, we will we will kick it back here to Satan for our final segment here. One we we're, we're happy to premiere. We really enjoy. All right, thanks, thanks, Dick. No, sure, no problem. Our last segment of the show is an informational portion. It's called "Will It Get You to Hell?" It's where where we invite our listeners to write in with questions, um, and we also take questions from our guests here on the show. If you have any specific scenarios that you want to know. If that will grant you uh, eternal damnation or not, if you're unsure, just write in and I'll answer your questions for you. Um, so to start, I, this this first one is a user-submitted question. So uh, just, to, just to make it interesting, I'll read the scenario. And how about the guests in the studio? You tell me whether or not you think this will get you into hell and, and why. Um, although it's a little more open-ended. But you, just tell me your opinion. All right. This comes from Chris in Harrisburg. Chris says, my downstairs neighbor plays loud music late at night sometimes. What is the absolute most I can do to them without going to hell? Wow. Why don't you guys just feel that? Tell me what you think you could do to someone who's playing loud music and not be sent to hell. The the worst thing you could do to them. The worst thing you could do. And you're not kind of skirting, not quite going to hell. And you know this. Obviously. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. obviously. Just to be clear, the axe thing in in any regard would get you here. Talking about chopping someone with Ch- the axe, just, but forty not, or forty-one not, times. Not that. Not forty or forty-one times. Just like thirty-six times. Uh, even one is probably too much. Okay. Even one. Yep. Then I'm gonna go with uh, you order like a dozen pizzas to to their place. 
um, and then they have to pay for them. Oh, that's good. That is good. That's that's pretty classic. Clarifying question: Does the does the pizza man get tipped? Um, I mean, I, I assume my neighbor doesn't want to seem like a real dick, so he's gonna have tip. Okay, if he gets tipped, no hell. If he does Ooh. not get tipped, you go to hell. Wow, that's true. People hate bad tippers. They do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, gotcha. So it's all it's all on the neighbor, kind of. You know, you're you're you're. Well, sad. I mean, you could run down after the pizza man and be like, "Hey, man, that was a prank. I'm sorry. Here's a little tip for your oh, time." Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. See, I was thinking what I would do is uh, that hopefully I think would be the worst thing you could do before getting into hell would be switching his mail with his neighbor's mail. Wow. That way, they're always having to like go get mail from each other, and that's just that would get annoying if I did it every day. Yeah, that would that would. Well, be. tampering with the mail is a felony, so actually that would land you in hell. Ah, what? Damn it! Can I? Can I say? I mean, Damn we've, it. Been, we've been talking talking about like uh, uh, say anything and 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 love, and actually, what if you switch the mail? And then they ended up falling in love with each other, and it's this beautiful story Ooh. here. And they, and they, I mean, I don't know anything about love. I'm deeply terrified. What? And and to be fair, I mean, I'm, I, uh, whether it's a, a man and a man falling in love, a woman and a woman, a, a woman and a man, I don't care. It's really uncomfortable for me anyway. But uh, whatever the scenario, if they ended up hitting it off as a result of this, is that mitigating at all? No, the ends don't really justify the means. I mean, you still committed a felony. Oh. Gotcha. Nothing so, can really erase that. No, no love, no matter how deep and right, lasting. Right. Can wash away. Can some, wash away your felony. Right. That's good to know. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's good to know. My 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 idea, and I'm wondering if this would get me into hell, is that uh, 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 call up, uh, get get like a mailing list or like a phone tree list, and call up people, and uh, just very uh, briefly and kind of in a breathy voice over the phone, just call up all these people and uh, uh, say the. Uh, the, uh, say your address and the apartment number and say that person is a communist very quickly and then hang up and just do that uh, do that for all uh, a big tree of, of uh, phone numbers in the area uh, will that will that get you in a hell you're saying you would just find a bunch of random phone numbers and then call people and say that, that the person who lives at this address is a communist right exactly is it, this during the McCarthy era well I mean whatever like whatever it seems pretty timeless I mean what sure, Chris, sure. this this fella Chris from Harrisburg so if I was Chris from Harrisburg uh-huh. uh, what what I the scenario for me would be I would you know I, you'd say you live on you live on uh, uh, 100 Elm Street in an apartment 2A you know and mm-hmm. that, that's the person that's doing this so I'm mm-hmm. trying to find a bunch of phone numbers in Harrisburg and just Get on the phone real quick, and you know, give it, give it like a, give it like a, you know, give it a, a little bit of a lead in. They answer, you're quiet for a second, like one dry swallow, you know, just like it's like, did you know the person at 100 Elm Street, apartment 2A, is a communist? And just hang up like that. This is do that for a, a good, uh, good 3,000 numbers in the Har- the greater Harrisburg area. Clarifying question: Do you, do you have to call collect on any of those? Oh, my God. Well, I assume on some of them I would. Oh, then yes. Then you go to hell. Uh, if you have to call collect, you go to hell. If it's a local dial, you do not go to hell. Is that just with any calls? Any collect call will actually land you in hell if you make any collect call in which the caller has to pay the charges. Yes, no one wants to have to say yes to that call. Yep. Right. Exactly. Okay. You so, will go to hell. So no matter what the circumstances, one collect call, that's hell. Yep. All right. That's good to know. Definitely. Correct. All right. Good to know. Well, I bet you're all wondering, what is the furthest you can go in this scenario? Yes, yes we are. Well, Chris, I'd say you just walk down, give them, give them an old knock on the door, say, excuse me, can you please keep the music down? 
If he says yes or no, doesn't matter. He goes back in. You don't bother him a second time. If he still doesn't turn the music down, you can call the landlord and put in a formal complaint. Uh, maybe fill out some paperwork if you want to document the evidence. Um, and if he still doesn't turn the music down, you can get a bag, a paper bag, put some dog poop in it, set it on fire, knock on his door, run away. And if he comes out with boots and stomps in it, you're fine. If he stomps in it with his barefoot, you go to hell. So it's a little touchy. It's a little touch and go. But um, that's about the furthest you can go, and it's it's a, there's a little bit of chance involved. Gotcha. See, and, uh, can you just can you just get earplugs for yourself? I mean, is nope, that... that's cheating. Go to hell for that. Yep. <laughs> so right. so for that one, you're... if you avoid the confrontation in any way, you will go to hell. Okay. Uh, it's, it's impolite. Yes, it's impolite. Uh, you should let people know how you feel. People that bottle up their emotions or uh, avoid confrontation are making the world a worse place. And, and, the, th- and the thing that I would say here is that, uh, like, uh, as, a, as a, we have a self-actualized person here, Lizzie, you know, and I, I would say follow her example, live your life. Wow. You're becoming a really, your life is really an affirmation. Thank you so much. Man, you must be in for some terrible shit in just a little while because you are having such success, I'm sure. The devil's hearing about it, I'm sure. It's going to be just The wave is cresting, but it will soon crash. Wow. Goodness gracious. I I imagine, I know this guy, see. I know this Satan guy. I imagine whatever you're into makes uh, makes, uh, uh, John Wilkes Booth living in a a house full of babies and Vibe magazine just... uh, just look uh, sunny by comparison. Just look rosy. I can't imagine a worse punishment than mine, but if you insist... Ah, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Your lungs will be filled with fluids that you never knew that your lungs could be filled with. Wow. Oh, for me? Yep, oh, sure. Oh, wow. Just a, t- just a little teaser. You know <laughs> what? You know what? I love that about myself. I think I'm, I think I'm going to look forward to that challenge. Mm-hmm. You, you... Thank you for that. God, this really isn't working this out. Is i got to figure this something out. That's a tough Very positive woman. Very yeah, positive. Very positive. Wow, that's tough not to crack. You're going to have to get the good minds on this one here. Mm-hmm. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You're an inspiration. You're an inspiration. Wow. Thank you. Oh, wow. You know, if, Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll make the two of you eat pieces of each other. That honestly, seems like that might cut you down a little bit. I'd, I'd love to absorb your inspiration. I would hate that. Okay, so you All got right. help. Yeah, you got, got help. One. We got oh, it's one. good. I I'm a vegetarian, so everything about this just sounds oh, horrible. All right, you got Helen. Uh, Hel- Helen was pretty easy. So you got you got uh, one out of two. You're one for two, not bad. Speaking speaking of Helen, I got to ask Helen: Do we have uh, with this game? We often have sponsors involved. We do. do we have Do we have a sponsor related thing? We actually have two sponsors for this week's episode, and they both wrote in the same question. Oh, that's fascinating. Uncanny. Uh, so Best Buy Electronics and Maxwell House Coffee both wow. want to know how much more animal testing and murder can they do for their products before they get sent to hell. Wow. Mm. Gotcha. That's, inter- that's, that's interesting. I wonder how Best Buy tests. You know, just sit them in front of the computer. Oh, yeah, have you seen the, the RCA logo? Yeah, yeah. Little dog. Yeah, exactly. Listening to the telegraph. Right, yeah. Um, that's how they test it. Okay, gotcha. They have dogs listen to all their uh, speakers and okay, audio gotcha. audio equipment systems. That's really interesting. Oh, wow. The dogs have very fine-tuned hearing, so they test the frequencies. They're like, how, how loud, uh, how high frequency can we get before the dog 
Gotcha. But on that note, Satan, I did ask them why 100% of their animal subjects end up dying because of that. And they uh, cut off all communication, but still sent us the sponsorship money. So. Wow, that's really cool. That's good. That's interesting. That's very interesting. How about, the, how about Maxwell House? What do they do? They just make them drink the coffee? Or... Oh, Maxwell House? Mm. I heard they rub the grounds into the animal's skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That sounds nice at first, but a bit later it wouldn't. Yeah, but it would get annoying later. Yes. Uh, all right. Yeah, because I mean, if you're just in a room and for eight hours a day having coffee grounds, you should just rub into your skin. It starts to rub it raw eventually. You know. Yeah, exactly. You start to lose your hair. You absorb it through the skin. It's a diuretic. Mm-hmm. You you become mm-hmm. dehydrated from from re- releasing your bowels. Right. But are yourself. they are they going to hell for that? I mean, is that really so bad? I would think so. Yeah. I, I mean, as we all know, animals don't have souls. So, I mean, Lassie's down here because she kind of, she can talk. She can communicate. Right. Right. Um, Well, yeah, she absorbed a human soul. Yep. Yeah. So actually, um... Is that implying that I didn't have a soul then, or... No, humans have souls. That's why they go to hell. Even though I couldn't communicate. Right. Well. Okay, got it. You figured it out. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. That water Um, spout really helped. mm -hmm. That... That was good. Okay. Um, so, on that note, uh, no, they will not go to hell. They can continue to torture and test on animals as much as they want, and no consequence wow. whatsoever. So anything's fair game for that one. Pretty much, wow. yep. Well, they'll be elated to hear that. Thank yeah. you, Satan. Oh, wow. That was good. Oh, that good stuff. Well, maybe we'll get them back as sponsors. That's awesome. That's the best. Hey, Best Buy, if you just want, if you want to take two of your flat screen TVs and just... Slap a terrier in between and just see what happens when you smash it in there. Go ahead. Ted, give your give your screens a stress test. Terrier sandwich. Yep. Terrier sandwich with a couple of big screen TVs. Now, that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a gas, honestly. Wow. Let's see. I guess, shall we? We got the sponsors in there. Should we throw it out uh, for a last? Sure. Any questions? If any of our guests have any scenarios, you know, retrospectively... I mean, maybe you have questions. I, we don't give you, a, you know, a point by point bulletin of why you're here. Right. Um, if, I, I do have one though. I, sure. Uh, yes. Uh, when you go to hell, if you fart in a, in a pool, hmm. Like it's like a public swimming pool. If you're in a pool and you fart. Did you do that? I. Just, I it depends. Uh, yeah. So it, I, I, I have. It's a complicated answer. So, when you farted in the pool, yes. Did someone notice the bubbles popping up? And if so, did you guys lock eyes and did you make some kind of cutesy face to play it off? Like, oh, oops. Yes, there was a, a there was a lady floating next to me. Uh, she had she had uh, floaties on her arms. She had one of those big uh, striped swimsuits that you know the they're black and white with you know black with white stripes. And, mm-hmm. and she had a funny cap on her head to keep her hair dry. And she had the white stuff on her nose and uh, the zinc, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And she turned and looked at me, and I and I just. I, I, I smirked and then looked around as though I didn't know who did it, you know? Mm. And, uh, yes. Very close. Well, you, that does get you into hell, but only because you didn't say, did I do that? Oh, my, my, my line. Mm-hmm. Can if we get you that? fart in a pool and you say, did I do that? When someone notices, then, uh, you, then you don't go to hell for so it. If I, otherwise... So if I farted in the pool and, did I do that? Well, it's got to be a little more cute than that, but yeah. I know my line. Please don't correct me. I'm the America's greatest actor. Sure. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, one of those make-your-own pottery places, okay. uh, and I made eight 
piggy banks that I decorated in various styles. Um, and they fired them up for me, and they keep calling uh, for me to pick them up, and I've never picked them up. Mm-hmm. This was several years ago now. Did, did that factor in? Is that a factor? Can I just say, though, what a fun thing to it do. It was a fun project. Just, but then I realized, where am I going to put them? Where okay. am I going to put all these did you things? Did you pay? I did not. No, no. That's why they're calling. You pay when oh, you pick it up at this well, location. There we go. Gotcha. Mm. I will business plan. Aside yeah. from aside from that, what a, what a fun, just neat thing to do. What, I did a, it for me, you know? Wow. What a yeah. neat person Lizzie Borton is. Thank I you. I thought I would say that. Just, wow. I, you know, I'm still terrified by you and the fact that, uh, uh, just... Not not you in general, but the fact that like your body is structured to to give to create like a, a little lump of a human mm, being and then you can you. nourish it. Uh, that's so weird for me still. But God, I could almost like you. You know, I could I I could almost get to the point where I'm not afraid of you and therefore like you. I mean, almost. You know? Honestly, I'm blushing. Oh, well, goodness gracious! How does she look in your shirt? Dude? Oh well, that's the other thing. Um, I've been trying to ignore that, honestly. Mm-hmm. But that's also deeply terrifying. I'm probably gonna have nightmares about that for a long, long time, you know. And, and then, it, then it's like she's in my shirt, I'm in her shirt, which still hurts, by the way, terribly. Um, and then, like, it, it, it gives me ideas. What if I was a woman? That would be the ultimate torture. Oh, I kind of buried the lead. There. <laughs> Sorry, goodness gracious. Good uh, idea. Good idea. Oh well, God damn it! All right. Well, that'll be that'll be my weekend. Probably being a woman. Oh God, the existential horror that's going to engender. Welcome to our world, right, Helen? <laughs> oh, oh yes. God, you're so char- you're just you're just so charming. And if I wasn't so terrified of, of your gender, wow, I, I'd enjoy you a lot. Anyway, sorry. All right, I jumped in there. Piggy bank. Uh, crafts. You could have stopped at pottery because home homemade crafts weaken the economy and the and the mercantile industry. Uh, so, yep. Any kind of crafting, regardless of whether you don't go pick it up uh, from the store, will get you into hell. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Now, to, to end us off here, I guess, I don't know if anybody, but I, I, I will I will add something real quick. This is a totally hypothetical situation. I was about, okay. Say it's like 1969, all right? Just say hypothetically. And mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're, you're running around, and uh, you're, you're pretty drunk, uh, and, um, or, what, or whatever year, around that. You're, you're pretty drunk, uh, and then uh, you, you you find a car. Uh, you, you decide, hell with it, I'm going to sleep in this car. You know, what the what the hell? Uh, doors unlocked. By God, let's do this. You know, uh, you don't really know what city you're in. You're somewhere on the eastern seaboard, uh, and uh, don't even know quite how you got there. It's been an epic bender. Uh, and then you, you wake up, uh, um, and you're going over a bridge. You know, you're just over a bridge, and then. Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're sleeping off this hangover. You manage to survive. Uh, somebody dies as a result of it, and you make a pact with a political enemy to make sure that nobody knows about it for the rest of your life. I uh, just thought of that off the top of my head. I thought that'd be a fun, fun little treat for us. How about that? Does that get you into hell? Well, uh, did you ever tell anyone in life about <laughs> about the events? Oh well, I mean, I, after you made the pact, you mean the you mean the person, you mean the person in this hypothetical scenario. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hypothet- yeah, yeah, this hypothetical, hypothetical person. person. Do they ever oh, say no. anything about the event? Oh life? no, no, ne- neither of you ever say anything. Uh, absolutely. In fact, uh, you uh, you sort of buy uh, uh, you you buy your way out of out of guilt with the other person for. Breaking in their car and sleeping off the drunk uh, by not telling about this indiscretion. So um, that's uh, this this hypothetical person. You know? Well, I have to say, um, 
one thing a lot of people don't know about sins is it's kind of like a tree falls in the woods scenario. So if no one knew about it, except for you and him, and no one told, then no, it would not oh, get you into hell. That's really cool. If the secret was kept. Wow, that's fascinating. I also have a quick question. Sure, sure. Right. Of course, yeah. um, so last episode I found out that a lot of things I had been doing in life weren't the things that I thought, mm-hmm. which is why I'm in hell, I guess. And I'm wondering, um, when I was filling up those party balloons for Miss Sullivan's birthday and I was tying them up with the string and then somebody grabbed me and moved me and seemed very panicked based on the feeling of their sweat, uh, tell me I was filling up party balloons. Are you asking if filling up party balloons would get you into hell? I'm asking if the time... Yes, sure. Okay. But now I'm just worried... Clarifying question, were you Helen Keller and were you actually pouring liquid into cats' mouths until their stomachs exploded? I was definitely Helen Keller. Then yes, that would get you into hell. That would be a sin. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go grab a Kleenex now. All right, guys, that, that, that wraps it up for our segment Will it get you into hell? Thanks for your questions, everybody. Absolutely. And then, and then we're going to, I think we're going to wrap up uh, the, the show itself here. So I want to just, uh, before we go, Lizzie Borden and John Wilkes Booth, what a, what a pleasure to have you. Uh, Lizzie, do you have anything you want to you wanna, uh, plug or you're doing or you want to say before we're... Uh... Yeah, I am uh, <clears throat> working on my own um, water aerobics um, wow. uh, set of tapes. Not by choice. It's, it's yep. Satan, but yep. I... Uh, there's not there's no water here, so it's it's just a pit of of tar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult, very challenging, very rigorous, but it's going to guarantee a better and stronger you. So wow, why don't you why don't you borrow some babies to fill the pool? Oh t- my gosh, t- t- tar babies. Is that is that okay? Uh, uh, well. Oh, or you would drain the pool of tar. Yeah, and the tar would be the gone. Oh, okay. the babies in place of the tar. I see why you had that on your mind. You're still in the full black makeup yes, yes, as you yes. sit here. Still yeah, it. I didn't really think I was supposed to talk about that. Uh, that's been weirding me out here also. But mm-hmm. um, Yes, yes. I ignored it. I, I, I apologize. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to say anything, but earlier in the episode we had, we were just pouring uh, tar on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw that in the background, you know. I was I, I, I was uncomfortable. I was I didn't know if I was supposed to say anything, but you just heard the the the, the glugs of the of the tar right off off center. I don't know if I was supposed to say anything. Mm. All right. Well. All right. Anyway, keep a lookout for her uh, tar aerobics class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She will absolutely not be allowed to fill the pool with babies instead, oh, well, okay. as that would detract on the amount of babies that John Wilkes Booth has to deal with. I, I was going to get rid of some. Nope. Right. Well, how about I you, tried. John? You got anything you wanna? Well, uh, yes, yes. Uh, I'll plug um, my upcoming uh, show, The Crucible. Of course, uh, uh, there will be uh, all the shows are matinee. Of course, so I have to wake up early in the morning. It's dreadful. Oh God, that's uh, all the, the shows are matinee. Of course, because Satan, you are very evil. Mm-hmm. Couldn't give me a single evening show. Plus, people got to save a penny or two. Oof. Yes, I'm making no money off of this. I'm making no hell bucks, no, no, no hell bucks, no, no, no wheat pennies, nope, no credits of any kind, nope, no monetary, no box stops, no, n- not a, no proofs of purchase, nothing mm. of the sort that can get me uh, any sort of leg up wow. down here. Also, um, uh, I'm going to 
try to clean myself later. If anyone wants to join me for that, I'm going to try to clean this tar off my body. Wow. How are you going to do that? You got any ideas? Or? Well, uh, since there's no water, I'm just going to have to just uh, make a washcloth out of babies and shake it out, wring it out. Gotcha. Just, just kind of rub yourself with a baby, huh? Sure, yes. They're all clothed, uh, so they have absorbent elements to them. Mm-hmm. I oh, hate this place. Yeah. Also, I'm birthing right now. I'm cr- oh, the, no, the baby's crowning. crowning. The oh, baby. God. Helen. Helen. Helen, you got to jump right I'm on it. I'm on it. Right. Baby's crowning. All right. Well, we'll we'll go ahead. We'll 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 cut this off. While while uh, while John Wilkes Booth is giving birth to Ted Kennedy's uh, uh, baby, uh, uh, there, there it goes. Oh, I can see Mickey Rooney's face. Just there it comes, Mickey. Just push. Just push. Just want to say uh, thank you to uh, Daniel Kirby, Samantha Kirby, Ben Dietzel, Amanda Hurley, and Liam Bowman. I don't know. I just felt like I would say that. And uh, as John Wilkes Booth gives birth to Mickey Rooney, we will say thanks for listening in to Hell Tonight Live with Dick Nixon and good night. It's a boy. Bye, y'all. <laughs> ah, Mickey. He's 78. <laughs> <laughs>